0: Welcome to Fueling Fridays, the podcast where we talk about lifestyle, wellness, and all things recovery. This is your host, Kendall, and I'm so glad you're joining me. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back to another episode of Fueling Fridays. And if this is your first time here, hi, I'm Kendall. Thank you so much for joining me. It literally means the world to me that people are supporting my show and that y'all actually like it and (laughs) y'all aren't getting tired of me just rambling for 30 minutes. And if you're new here, be sure to check out my Instagram and TikTok as well, because I'm super active on there. My Instagram is fueling.good, but with zeros instead of os. And then my TikTok is fuelingken. So for today's episode, I don't want to have it like as structured as some of my other episodes have been. I just want this one just to be to be more kind of like a ramble and me just sharing my thoughts on really like whatever comes to my head in the moment. So if this is all over the place, I'm sorry, but I was listening to a podcast earlier this week. It was actually Circle Time um, with Kelsey Kreppel and I just really liked how she was just like really going with the flow and just telling little stories and it just didn't seem like super scripted. So I just wanted to try that this week. And actually, the first thing that I want to talk about is how to, um, I guess, understand what your food preferences are after having, like, battled an eating disorder or while you're in recovery. You know, if you've had an eating disorder, you're food preferences honestly change so much because you really just start eating only safe foods or foods that you allow yourself to eat. So I really feel like, you know, it just like kind of messes up your taste buds because you don't have anything else to compare it to. Say you only allow yourself to eat powdered peanut butter. Well, after a few months of doing that, then you know, you probably don't even remember what real peanut butter tastes like, or, you know, maybe you do, but not well enough that you're like, oh, like that's so much better than this. In that situation, it could be easy for you to say, like, oh, well, you know, I like powdered peanut butter as much as I like, you know, the real thing. But in reality, you haven't had the real thing in months. So, like, how would you know that? Because I think for me and for like so many other people, it's like whenever I started recovery, I was like, okay, like I can try these new foods, but you know, I want to keep eating my safe foods because I actually really like them. And I genuinely believed that I really liked these foods because I'd been eating them for so long because it was all I was allowing myself to eat that my brain had nothing else to compare it to. So it's like, yeah, this is really good. Like, I don't want to try anything else, but like, no, (laughs) like your taste buds are so messed up. And especially if you like counted macros or calories or if you were just like super concerned about like what was in your food, you were always like you would always be coming up like with this these weird combinations of like what to eat or like these weird brands and everything. And it's just like I don't know, I guess that's not food that like regular people would find um taste tasty, you know? Like they wouldn't think it tastes good. So like an example for me is, you know, one of my safe foods was egg whites, which <laughs> I know that's like, like a super basic safe food. And so I know, like, whenever I started recovery, you know, I would tell my dietitian like, no, like, I'm not afraid of eggs. I just genuinely prefer egg whites. And she's like, okay, well, like, when's the last time you've had a real egg? And so I'm just like, oh, well I guess you have a point there and then I remember she asked me she's like okay well then if you're not afraid of eggs why are you eating egg whites instead of eggs like you say that you like eggs you used to like them or whatever and if you like egg whites like that's similar enough to an egg so why don't you just like the egg you know because I had genuinely like convinced myself that I thought I liked egg whites better than the egg. So at this point I didn't even think it was disordered. I was just like, no, like I just like the egg whites better. Well, you know, I started trying or I started eating like regular eggs and I'm like, oh, I actually don't like the egg whites better. And I think, you know, I was still just motivated, like, ooh, like I'm trying to like consume less fat or, you know, whatever. And so I'm just, like, tricking myself into being, like, no, no, like, really, like, I just like the egg whites better. And, you know, I was telling other people that. I was obviously telling my dietician that. But it's, like, no, like, why would you even need a a substitute? I see people doing this all the time with their, like, oh, no, like, I genuinely just like the low-carb tortillas better. Like, I just think they taste better. And it's, like, okay, first off, no, they don't taste better. Second off, what's wrong with just eating the normal version? You know, like, if you can't taste that much of a difference... You should just have the normal version. Like, you don't need to consume the diet version. And again, like, have you tried a normal tortilla recently? Like, do you have something to compare it to? And, you know, even if for a while you're convinced, like, no, I just like the low-carb version better... I think you need to understand that, like, if you've had an eating disorder or you struggled with disordered eating, I just don't think it's ever a good idea to, you know, start eating diet foods or, like, quote, healthier versions or swaps. So even if you think that the low-carb version is better, which I <laughs> I just don't believe that, honestly. I just feel like you're lying to yourself. But if you actually think that, then I still think you need to have the regular in tortilla. So okay, I actually like went on a tangent there that I wasn't even trying to go on. But I was going to talk about like, not even knowing what foods you like when you're um, in recovery, just because you know, you relied on safe foods for so long. So after I decided to start recovery, whenever you know, it was time for me to have a meal or snack or anything. So many times I was just like, I genuinely don't know what to eat. I don't know what sounds good because I've not allowed myself to have, like, so many different types of foods in so long that, like, I don't know what I like anymore. Like, I don't know what my tastes are. And so I think something that's super helpful is just try to think, like, okay, how did I eat before my eating disorder? Like, what foods did I like then? Because I'm guarantee you there are so many foods that you liked then that you've now convinced yourself that you don't like and you might have convinced yourself for so long that you don't like it that you like won't even try it again because you're just like no I don't like it why would I try it but it's like how do you know you don't like it because I know like for a while I was like oh my god I don't like fries like I don't know fries just don't taste good to me I don't like them okay I used to love fries so like why would I suddenly just like not like them anymore so I know like whenever I was in recovery, one time I think my dietitian was like, oh, like you should try to have like, um, you know, a burger and fries or something. And I was like, okay, like I'll do, I'll eat the burger, but you know, I don't like fries. And she's like, what do you mean you don't like fries? She's like, have you had fries recently? And I think I was like, um, no, cause I don't like them. And she's like, okay, well you need to try them again. And also like Just because you don't love a food or you think you don't like it doesn't mean that you can't eat it or like you can't try it again. And I think that's another thing that really has to get out of your head is that food does not have to be perfect. Like every meal does not have to be the most amazing, delicious thing you've had in your entire life. So, you know, there's a lot of times when like, say I'm going over to my boyfriend's house for dinner and his mom made something that just honestly sounds so gross to me and I'm like I literally do not want to eat this but this is what's being served and that's fine like even though it's probably gonna be nasty (laughs) not all the time but sometimes it's like this is the food and that's okay you know there's always gonna be other meals that I will enjoy so it's okay if I don't enjoy this one. So basically all that to say, like, if your parents like were going out to this restaurant, but you're like, oh no, I don't like that food. It's okay to eat food that you don't like. And also you just need to give it another chance. I think a good rule of thumb is whenever you're trying a food, again, like in recovery, I think you should try it maybe like, I would say at least three times before you like, Convince yourself that you know you don't like it, or I guess I should say, like, you should try it like three times to see if you actually don't like it, or you know, if it's your eating disorder that doesn't like it. I'm not saying like if you tried it once and you liked it, then you're like, oh, well, maybe I don't like it, I'll try it again next time to find out if I don't. I rather mean, like, so what I've learned. It's like, if you're challenging a fear food for the first time, I mean, this isn't the case for everyone. And this wasn't the case for me, like with all of my fear foods, but it definitely happened with some of them. When I challenged them for the first time, I was just like, so stressed and anxious about trying it, eating it or whatever, that like, whenever I ate the food, it wasn't even like that enjoyable, just because I'd been so worked up about it, so stressed. Where it's like, oh, like this isn't even like as good as I thought it would be. But it's just because my brain was so preoccupied on how stressed I was, how scared I was, that I couldn't really enjoy the food. So, you know, like I think that happened to me with pizza. So like the first time I had it, I'm like, oh, this actually wasn't that great. And so then, you know, I talked with my dietitian and she's like, Okay, well you just need to give it another chance because it probably was your stress. Sure enough, I gave it another chance. The like exact same kind of pizza and everything, and I'm like, Oh my god, like this is actually a lot better than I remembered it. Like, well, I guess better than it was last time. And then after that, like every time I would have pizza, I'm like, oh wait, like this is really good. Like this is the first time I was just so stressed that it didn't taste good. And that's happened with a lot of other things before. Like I bought something like to challenge it and then, you know, I would try it and then I'm like, oh uh, yeah, that wasn't good. Like, I don't like it. Like I, I'm not going to eat any more of it. And then, you know, maybe a few weeks later I came back to it and I tried it and then I'm like, oh, like this actually is good. So I just really think that, you know, when you're in recovery, you just need to try like all foods, any foods you used to eat, any food you want to eat. And I think even if you think there's a food that you don't like, you need to try it. I'm trying to think of like an example that I want to give myself of like a food that I was like, no, I do not like this And then I tried it and I'm like, oh wait, like, (laughs) actually I do. Probably like cheese. Because like for a while I was like, no, like I genuinely don't like cheese. It just is so nasty and gross to me. Like I literally don't like it. And then I was like, I don't even want to eat it. Like this is gross. Like if I'm, you know, getting a salad or a burger, like I don't want cheese because it's so nasty. Well, that was just like my brain had lied to me for so long that I didn't like it, you know? And so then whenever I like started eating it I was like oh wait like I actually do like this it's literally like the other night I like ate a cheese stick as part of my night snack and I was like sitting in bed thinking I'm like oh my gosh like it's actually kind of funny that I'm eating a cheese stick right now because literally like a year ago I would have thought cheese sticks were like the nastiest thing ever like I'd have been like oh those are gross like I don't like those like they taste so weird but like literally that's a lie because i do like cheese sticks. So I think another good way to like kind of figure out like what your different um, like actual food likes are is when you order a meal or something like at a restaurant, don't make modifications. Like obviously if it's like a food that you like absolutely hate and you like know isn't like ED related, then make the modification. Like for example, like I literally hate pickles with my whole heart. Like they actually make me want to throw up. So, you know, if I'm ordering like a sandwich and it comes with pickles on it, then I'm not going to get pickles. But, you know, if it's coming with like bacon, avocado, a certain type of cheese and everything, just let it come how it is, even if it's not foods or like ingredients that you would usually like, because I think that just, you know, like expands, like helps to re-expand like your palate and understanding foods that you like and also it just like helps you understand that like food isn't perfect so then if it doesn't end up being like something you love then it's like oh well I guess I know for next time so I mean obviously like if you order your food the way that it comes and you don't like it then the next time like make the modifications you want but I just think like the first time you haven't you like shouldn't make those modifications so like And I feel like this is a way to, you know, find out a bunch of foods that you like that you never would have thought that you like. For example, I know whenever I was like in recovery and I really thought I was killing it. (laughs) Well, I guess this was still kind of early-ish in my recovery. If I were like to go out to eat and get tacos, you know, I would usually modify them like according to the foods that I didn't think I liked. So I'd be like, oh, like no this, no that, no whatever, whatever, whatever. And, you know, then it would end up coming out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is so delicious. This tastes so good. But that's because I didn't have it. I didn't have, like, the standard version to compare it to. So, you know, like, if this taco is supposed to come with, like, sour cream, pickled onions, and co cheese, and cilantro, and whatever else. But then basically, like, you know, I customize it so then it just comes with, like, cilantro and, I don't know, lettuce then I would never know what the original version is supposed to taste like, so then just the plain version would be, oh yeah, that's good enough for me, like, this is really good, like, why would I try it another way? But I think that's, like, still a way to have, like, some sneaky restriction where it's kind of like, this is good enough, like, this food is good as it is, like, I don't need to add anything else to it When in reality, the way that it comes would be better. Like I know the taco with cojita cheese and sour cream would be so much better than the plain version. So like, just because, you know, the plain version is good enough. I don't think that means that should be what you have. Like, I feel like so often, you know, when you're struggling or even in recovery, so many foods are just good enough. It's like, okay, this is not my favorite thing ever but it is good enough. So I don't need to challenge like the scarier version where it's like, you know, this bagel is good enough. Like, you know, like, yeah, it probably would be better with cream cheese, but no, this is good enough. Like, you know, I don't want to scare myself too much. Like, no, just put all of the cream cheese you want. Like don't have the good enough attitude. Because it's easy to think like, okay, I am recovered enough. Like, I don't need to challenge any more fear foods or try to break any more rules. But if you're having that thought, then that does not mean you are like, quote, recovered enough. Because someone that's like, very far like in recovery, isn't going to be thinking of ways to like bargain with themselves to still find ways to restrict if that makes sense. So, like, if you're actually in a good enough place in recovery where you're like, wow, like, I'm doing good. Like, I'm not having to, like, actively challenge foods anymore. Then you're not going to be thinking of ways to, like, compromise with your eating disorder so that you can still restrict. Because I know whenever I would think of, like, okay, um this is good enough. In my head, it was, like, okay, like, having that slice of cake was scary that's good enough so that means I get to have an extra safe dinner or whatever it was you know I just think that like is not the point of recovery it's not about like bargaining with yourself and being like okay if I eat a fear food then I'm gonna eat two safe foods afterwards or you know I'm gonna eat super clean for the next few days because I know I'm having a big fear food over the weekend it's like no you can't do that and I think Another thing that, you know, you kind of have to deal with and manage is no longer buying the diet foods that you used to like. So, like I said earlier, you know, I was, the egg whites were my safe food and I thought I liked them. So, I literally would buy cartons of them from Costco. So, I don't know, it would come with, like, I think the box came with, like, I'm trying to think like eight cartons of egg whites. Like it was some ridiculous amount. Like it was so many egg whites. And so then, you know, once I was in recovery, I still had all these cartons of egg whites. And then I was just kind of like, well, you know, you know, real eggs aren't a fear for me, but you know, I just, I have to use these egg whites and I like them. It's like, no, you just have to stop using them. So you know, I know one day, my mom was like, "Okay, like after you finish these egg whites, like I know you don't want to waste it, then you were done. Like we're not buying more egg whites." And I'd also told my dietitian that I had egg whites, like a plethora of them, and I was like, "You know, I don't want to just like waste them, but I also don't know, I don't know anyone else that like just eat straight up egg whites that I could like give these to." So I remember her saying, "Like okay, like only for this." if you are eating egg whites, then you have to eat it with like the normal amount of eggs that like a normal person would eat. So, you know, like usually if people are making eggs, they make like two to three eggs, not every time, but like a lot of times. So she was basically like, if you are going to eat egg whites, then it has to be like with that, like two to three eggs, or you need to add like extra like butter or cheese or something Just so you're, like, making sure in your brain, like, you're, like, really, like, beating it in there, like, I am not eating these egg whites as a way to restrict, as a way to play it safe. You know, so she was like, if you use the egg whites, you have to use the eggs or add something that scares you, just so you don't, like, get it in your head, like, ooh, like, I'm kind of cheating right now. So I think that's a kind of a good way to use up a safe food, if it's, you know, something that you're kind of over. Cause it's like, yes, there are going to be foods that were safe for you, but that you actually like, you know, still like, so it's not like you have to get rid of those, but if it's like egg whites, you don't need to keep buying those in recovery. Like unless you're allergic to egg yolks, which I know a lot of people are, I actually think, um, I know someone that is then like, obviously like eat the egg white, but if it's not an allergy, you don't need egg whites instead. So just quit buying them. And honestly, like just whatever those foods are that are safe for you. Like if you use like a fat-free hummus, you don't need to keep buying it if you're in recovery. Because first off, like if you're in recovery, your body needs fat. And, like, you're going to need more food than the average person. So even if you think, like, oh, no, like, this is just my favorite hummus. Well, you need to find a new favorite hummus because, like, your body needs fat. Or you need to be, like, adding olive oil to it or something, you know? Just because, like, your body needs fat. And so I think, you know, just try a bunch of different hummuses. And I think it's fun to, like, get to try new foods and new brands Oh yeah. And that's another thing. Like, I think like regularly switching up your brands is super helpful. So like for me, you know, I would like, I would have like wraps for lunch a lot, like, you know, like little like turkey wraps and stuff. So I was always trying like different gluten-free tortillas. So, you know, like I would try this brand. And then after I finished the package, I would try a different brand. And then after I finished that, I would try a different brand And the same things with like chips or flavors of chips or cereal. And I would say that that's really important just so you don't get yourself like accidentally stuck in a rigid pattern. Because I mean, you know, like if you have an eating disorder, you know, it's so easy for things to become habits and patterns. And then it's not just that they're just like a little habit. It's like it freaks you out if you try to break it. So, like, if you will only eat this exact flavor of popcorn or this exact brand of popcorn and then, you know, like, one day your mom went to the grocery store for you and they were out of that popcorn so she got you a different one and it, like, freaks you out. Like, that's not good and that's how you know that something's not just a preference. Because, again, this is just back to so many people being like, oh, no, like, I genuinely just prefer that brand. Okay, like, maybe you do prefer that brand. But if eating another brand, like, freaks you out, then that's not a preference, that's a fear. And I think it's really important to be able to differentiate the two, and, like, the best way to do that is to, you know, expound your taste and try other food, other flavors, other brands, whatever, and that's kind of, like, letting yourself know, like, okay, this isn't a fear, and then, you know, once you've tried a bunch of different, whatever the food is, then that's, you know, when you can start having your preference, And then from there, you can still be flexible, you know, like if your favorite, like chip is a kettle style potato chip. Okay. You've had all the, like, you've had a ton of different other chips, but you know, you've learned that's your favorite. So, you know, usually when you have lunch, you eat these chips, whatever. Let's say one day, like you're at a cookout and all they're serving is like hot dogs and chips, but they don't have any chip, any of your kettle chips is it going to freak you out to eat a different type of chip or will you just be able to be like oh yeah you know like these aren't my favorite but you know it's a chip and you know it'll add to the meal like that's a normal preference but like asking ahead of time like oh my god is there gonna be kettle chips is there gonna be kettle chips like I don't know like what if they don't have my type of chip or like if you don't eat any chips because they don't have kettle chips like that's a fear and like that's not good And I think that kind of, I'm sorry, like, I know I've been so over the place today. I know I said, like, I wasn't going to have very much structure, but I think I kind of missed structure because I just feel like I'm just rambling so much and, like, not really getting my point across at all. So if you have made it this far and you feel like I've somewhat gotten my point across, please let me know because that would make me feel a lot better. (laughs) But the last, like, little thing that I'm going to touch on is to stop, like, studying menus beforehand. I used to do that so much. And, you know, it was just like, oh, so just so I can know like what I want. But honestly, like it was just a way to like mentally like prepare myself and almost like to restrict beforehand. And then like also whenever I was in my like macro phase, it was like, I would study these menus beforehand. I would figure out what I was going to order. And then I would try to balance like my other macros in the day accordingly. Which is just like such an unnatural way to eat. And I mean like pretty much at every restaurant you're going to be able to find something you like. Like there is going to be at least one thing that you like. Even if it's not a type of food that you like per se. Like you're going to be able to find something. And so I think just like shooting down a restaurant and just like, oh no, like nothing looks good. Like again, food does not have to be perfect. And you know, like you never know, like it might surprise you. And I've noticed like there was so many like foods and meals and stuff that during like early recovery and when I was still struggling, I would look at the menus. I'm like, oh no, like none of that looks good. Like I just don't think I would like it. Well, now I've gone there and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was so good. I was missing out. And really the only reason that I was saying like, oh, I don't like that is just because, you know, I was too afraid to let myself try it and potentially not like it because I was afraid then it'd be like, quote, wasted calories because that was just like such a big fear for me is like, oh my God, like I'm going to waste my calories, which is literally like the dumbest thing ever. Your body is going to use the calorie- Like, regardless of if your taste buds like the food or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, your body doesn't care what the food tasted like to you. It is still going to be used the exact same way. So, like, your food doesn't have to taste absolutely perfect. Like, obviously, like, if the food's just, like, absolutely disgusting and edible, then, like, (laughs) don't eat it. But if it's just, like, oh, this isn't my favorite thing ever, like, okay, like, it was still food. Like, you'll be fine. And... I just think, you know, looking at the menu so far ahead of time is not normal per se. And so something that I would have to do or that like I had to like implement with like the help of my dietitian, just because I was so bad at like hyper focusing on menus is that like if my mom was making dinner, it was kind of like almost a rule where it's like I'm not allowed to know what's for dinner until the time that like, say a normal person would ask what's for dinner. So like at eight o'clock in the morning, I don't need to know what's for dinner that night. Like if I'm not the one cooking it, you know, maybe around like four thirty or five, whenever it's getting closer to dinner time, I can be like, Oh, like what's for dinner tonight? You know? Cause that's like a, the pretty normal time that someone asks, but it's not just like the very first thing when I wake up, Oh, what's for dinner. And then like, if we are going out for dinner I didn't need to like pre-plan it or like, no, like ahead of time, like, okay, this is where we're going. Like, so a lot of times I just like oh, like we're going out to dinner tonight and that was it. So, you know, I wouldn't know where we were going. So I couldn't go and like stock the menu and I wouldn't try to like influence like, oh, let's go this place. Cause like, you know, in my head I'm like, oh, they have safe food. No, like you just have to literally like force yourself to go with the flow And to just, like, not hyper fixate or, like, super plan, like, what you're going to eat. Like, right now, I literally don't have the slightest clue what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight. Like, I genuinely have no idea. I'm going to my boyfriend's house. I don't know if his mom's cooking dinner, if she's picking up dinner, if we're going out to dinner. Like, I have no idea. And I'm going to be just fine. And I'm going to eat, you know, normally as I would. And, you know, that's kind of like studying a menu beforehand. As if you're asking, like, two days before. Oh, what what are we going to have for dinner that night? Like, what, what, what are you making? You know, like, you don't need to know that. And, yeah. I think I've, like, rambled enough. I'm sorry this was all over the place. Maybe I need to bring structure back. Let me know what you like, please. I just was feeling passionate about, you know, like not knowing the foods that you like and you know convincing yourself oh I don't like this or oh like I genuinely just like this better I just think now that I'm so like far in recovery I think it's really interesting to see like the foods that I used to eat every single day during my like during my eating disorder that you know I told myself like oh no like I genuinely just love it. like this is so so good And now like I have zero desire to eat like so many of those foods. I'm just like, um no, like that doesn't sound that great or like I know now that there's so many other better foods, like that taste better. And you're not gonna find out and like learn what foods taste better until you actually allow yourself to try other foods. So I say step out of your box, try brands you've never tried try foods you never tried, and try foods that you think you don't like. Because, you know, the worst things that hap- The worst thing that happens is you don't like the food. That's it. And it's not the end of the world. Like, you know, it's okay to have food you don't like. But, you know, at least you know. And like I said earlier, I think you should try to give food a few chances just in case you were, like, super stressed or anxious the first time. And, yeah, like, if you've repeatedly told yourself, I don't like this like cookie from the store because it's way too sweet give it another try like maybe you don't actually think that and maybe that's like a lie that your brain has convinced yourself of so that you won't eat the cookie because it's like scary to you you know so I say just do whatever you can to try to debunk those lies find out which ones are lies which ones are not and yeah you can do it again I know this was so much of a ramble, but if you made it this far, I love you so much. Please let me know. Message me on Instagram. My DMs are always open. And also, if you could, leave a review or a rating. It really helps me like get this out to other people and just help grow my show, especially for like the potential of ads one day. So yeah, I would really appreciate that. I love you all very much. This has been Kindle, and I hope I fueled your Friday. Bye-bye.